coming to you from the Coachella Valley and Los Angeles. Welcome to Is This Your Playlist with your hosts Mark and Kedrick, bringing you the best of music each week with memories, opinions, and the songs you have to have on your playlist now. Series 4 of Is This Your Playlist starts now. Last time on Is This Your Playlist, Dave Diamond from Berlin joined Mark and myself for a little chit-chat about Berlin, the early days, Us Festival, being gay in the 80s, his love of videos, and of course, Take My Breath Away. And there might be political aspirations in there as well. So here's part two of the Dave Diamond experience here on Is This Your Playlist. Welcome back, listeners. We are here with Berlin's David Diamond, and you got me and Kedrick, and we were just having a good old chit chat. Thanks so much for being here, Dave. Um, so I'm so far, don't screw it up. Oh Jesus! Now the pressure's <laughs> really on. <laughs> so we understand you've got some sort of campaign going on up there in in Truckee. You live in Truckee, right? I live in Truckee. I'm a politician. This is weird to say. But I, the way I, I prefer to phrase it, like, like in November, I am going to be on the same ballot as Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and then the other people. That really does put it in perspective, actually, that it's the same. It's all the same. It's weird. Yeah, I'm running for. Yeah, I'm, I'm running for the uh, the the Truckee Tahoe Airport District Board of Directors. So uh, it kind of ties into my flying. I've worked, worked with the airport for a few years up here. Um, and it was, and, and I think it was, it, it was a, in large part, I was kind of inspired by just what's been going on in, in, in our politics, in our scene, um, that I, I just, I, I, like so many other people, I'm just not happy when I see what's happening. Um, I don't really care about what's happening at the top. I'm not talking about our leadership or our lack of leadership. I'm talking about what's happening in the streets yeah, where people totally. can't disagree anymore. We just have to decide, are you on my side or are you on the other side? And 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 that's gonna define everything between us. Um, and that was really problematic. And I just kind of had an epiphany that like, what if we just saturated the local offices and then up to state offices and then eventually up to the national offices with a fresh set of good people you know if we if we could just do something like this instead of sort of relying on regurgitating the people that we know and moving them from this office to that office it's like we needed fresh people uh to get involved and i thought this would be a good opportunity for me to 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 try that out and just and see how it went. How long have you been there in Truckee? Uh, I've been here just under six years. It's beautiful. I've uh, I've been there a couple times, or at least driven through. <laughs> yeah, Truckee's awesome. It's yeah, it's it's. Um, we ate at a we ate at a beautiful restaurant, Pia Pianita, I think. Pianita, yeah. Pianita, it was so great, good. Great really, food. 
Yeah, great food. Great Italian, yeah, really nice. Um, so, okay, so, um, so after Love Life, you know, you guys are, I'm sure, I assume that you guys are about to go back in the studio, and so, so this song shows up, and um, take my breath away, and, and um, every interview that Terry does about this song, she says the same thing, that it split the band in two. So, you know, whatever you want to tell us, like, what, what are your thoughts on Take My Breath Away and what, and, you know, and your decision to leave the band, how, how did that go? Uh, my decision to leave the band was not about Taking My Breath Away, um, but I, I mean, getting to what, what Terry says about it, it, some of the stuff that was going on was, um, and, I, and I, don't, I don't mean to, I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm blaming that song. Um, I mean, I'm not shy about saying that I hate the song, <laughs> but um, but it's uh, there was stuff happening before the band ever got to that point, right? There was if you if you go back um, to Pleasure Victim, which continues to this day to be the band's uh, most successful recording, it was us not knowing what we were doing in a studio basing making decisions based on what we liked there was no strategy behind it we weren't trying to make an album to fit a certain genre or to get a hit record or two we just did what we liked to do and then love life came along and now there was a lot more money riding on it you know the record company had an investment and then they were they wanted to have a hit record you know it was like and we recorded love life and we had versions of uh, No More Words and Dancing in Berlin, which are not the versions that were on Love Life, because Geffen Records, when they heard the entire recording of our album, they said, we think it's a good, strong album, but it has no hits. Um, and uh, we would like to connect the band with Giorgio Moroder uh, to re-record some stuff. And that was No More Words and, and uh, Dancing in Berlin. And I think that was the first time that it was a little difficult for us because we weren't sure what was happening. Like on the one hand, it's like somebody saying, if you let us do this, we're going to give you our hit record. And on the other hand, you're thinking, but it's, it, that it's, is it still us if we do that? You know, if, if Georgia and Georgia Broder, <clears throat> his production technique is not subtle. His production technique is basically here's how it's going to happen. This is what we're going to do. And if you actually want to participate in this, that's extremely inconvenient for me, but I'll tolerate it. This was like the welcome that, that we got from, from Giorgio Moroder. Was, was, there, was there any excitement in meeting Giorgio Moroder? It was just like, don't interfere with our record. It was, I had no excitement about meeting Giorgio Moroder. It was, it, it was, um, I mean, no meaning, to, no disrespect to Giorgio Moroder, but he just wasn't somebody that I was like, Wow, meeting Giorgio Moroder. It was like, yeah. okay, well, because in the context that we met him, there was an element of failure because we had been told what we did was not good enough and he needs to fix it. Right, right. I think that was sort of the beginning of this. Um, and then I think it went, as it went on after that, and I started having problems uh with mainly with john john and i were having not we were we started out as as such good friends and, and we are today like brothers but we started having problems with one another personality wise um 
And that was sort of causing a friction in, in what was going on. Um, and I think that when, I mean, to, to, to have talked to John about it today and to talk to Terry about it today, I think that the sort of piece that everybody came to with, with Take My Breath Away was that for John was kind of the last straw. It was like, okay, this is not our song. This doesn't even sound like us. It's like this just, it's like, I don't even know who we are anymore. It's, it's, the band has lost its, its direction. It's lost its soul. It's, it's, uh, you know, um, and I think if you look back, what's interesting about that is if you look at the sales figures, Pleasure Victim was the highest grossing album we had. Love Life was second. Count Three and Pray came a distant third. Even though it had a worldwide number one smash song on it, it just was not resonating with Berlin fans anymore. Um, uh, Take My Breath Away had done, I mean, obviously had done fantastic, but it did fantastic for the Top Gun soundtrack. And I think that was mainly because Berlin fans kind of were like, okay, I see what you did there. Good for you. It's not Berlin. Don't go anywhere. Is This Your Playlist returns right after these words from our sponsor. Stay tuned for more musical madness, crazy antics, and wicked opinions here on Is This Your Playlist. It's okay to not be okay. Stay home. Stay calm. Stay connected. Stay active. Take deep breaths. Call your friends. Dance to a jam. We're all keeping our distance, but we're in this together. So, um, so when you, you know, when you did return or you wanted to return, um, you know, for the Berlin version 2.0, um, how did that go over? I mean, like, just, did you have a, did you say, Terry, I want to come back or, <laughs> or did you no. say, David, I want you to come back? No, it was none of that. Um, <laughs> um, it, the, Berlin, the, 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 Terry and the new guy she was playing with, that version of Berlin, John was not involved, I was not involved. Uh, we're playing in Reno, which is about 30 minutes from Truckee. And, and I saw that and I called Terry and I said, I would love to see you when you get to Reno. Do you, can you, can you come over to the house? It was like, I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't really interested in going to see the band. I just wanted to see Terry. I didn't even know the rest of the guys. So it was like, I, I just thought if we could hang out. And she said, I can't because we're flying in, we're gonna do sound check, we're doing the show, and then basically we're leaving. Um, and I said, okay, I, I, I understood that. And she said, but you know, do you, will you come to the show so I can see you? And, and I said, yeah, sure. Um, and then I, you know, some of my friends in Truckee were like, oh, you're gonna go to, oh, we wanna go, and everybody wanted to go. And it's like, okay, I'll, let me ask Terry how many people I can get in. And, and it was, I don't know, it was like five or six people. Um, and she said, uh, I'll make a deal. I'll get all your friends in if you'll come up on stage and do a song with us. You know, yeah. um, so I think that was sort of the, 
when Terry refers to that, it was it was kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back, but the camel was already not well <laughs> at that time. So I think that was that kind of, you know. And then if you fast forward 40 years, you know, you go to a Berlin show, there are the Berlin fans and there are the Take My Breath Away fans. And, and it's, it's, it, yeah, it's not it's not uncommon for people to be at a Berlin fan a Berlin show, and really not know a lot of the other songs other than "Take My Breath Away." But they love that song so much yeah. they'll come to a Berlin show. Whereas for us, it's like when you know, I, and I, I'm speaking mainly for for John and myself because I mean Terry is so you know she's just connected to "Take My Breath Away" because she's the voice on that song. So for her, it is like her baby. For John and I. It's like we, when we think of Berlin, we think of Metro and Masquerade and Sex and, and No More Words and, and Now It's My Turn. These to us are Berlin songs. And then Take My Breath Away is something we play during the set because we have to play it. Yeah. You know, but I mean, but again, it's like for Terry, it's totally different. You know, that song changed her life. So. Well, so. I remember hearing it and thinking, wow, that's interesting because you guys hadn't really, I mean, the closest thing you guys had to a ballad was Now It's My Turn and that was not really, you know, that was mid-tempo. So I, so they were going to premiere the video. I was like, okay, cool. So I'm watching the video and I'm like, no Dave, no Rick, no Matt. Yeah. So it, just, it, would just, um, it didn't feel like, it didn't feel like Berlin. It was kind of the, what was left, what was left of Berlin. <laughs> um, it was, there, I'll, I'll, just, I'll be honest with you guys, and, and, and it's, it's tough to say this because I, I love Rick and I love Matt and their contributions to the band were significant. And Rob Brill, the drummer, and also Rob Learned, who is our, our, our original. It was a mistake for us to make it bigger than a three-piece band. And the, the reason for that had nothing to do with those guys. It, 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 and this is my opinion on this. The mistake was one of the three of us, John, Terry, and I lost control of what vision we had on Pleasure Ridge. Um, and, and all of a sudden it was a six piece band and everybody had a say in something, but everybody was coming from a different background in music. You know, Rick, Rick's influences uh, were completely different than ours and, and Matt's influences were completely different than ours and and we wanted everybody to be happy but looking back on it it was like that wasn't a good business decision because we we probably all would have ended up better off had we stuck to that original vision you know and and, and stayed there and um, and I give you it's kind of like a um, an example of this, we just, at the end of, uh, of last year, uh, we toured with uh, B-52s and OMD. Yeah. And and became pretty good friends with the guys in OMD. Who, um, and I was talking to Andy, their singer Andy, one night, you know, it's like watching them do their sound check and everything. And, and they had a new song. And it was like, oh, they're gonna play their new songs. And I hadn't even heard the new song. It was like a whole, and, and they went out and did it. And I sat out there in the empty auditorium because it was just a sound check. And I just thought to myself, these guys have never lost who they were. They just never lost it. They are still OMD. You know, my, you know, little change here, a little change there. But the song came on, it was like, oh my gosh, it's a 
gorgeous, beautiful OMD song. I loved it. And it, it, I realized it was like, wow, they win because they suck to their guns. You know, they didn't approach, they, or they didn't, uh, uh, they didn't try to align themselves with a, a massive hit single sellout, or they didn't allow others to kind of push them this direction or push them that direction. Um, and, and granted, I mean, they had their eras of, of you know, where Paul wasn't there, and, you know, but basically they're clearly OMD. Um, and, and he appreciated that and, and told me at the same time that he was happy to hear me say that because he said, honestly, I just wonder where you guys went. And I was like, I know, that's a lot of people wonder that. It's like, which, which Berlin is Berlin? Is it, is it Take My Breath Away Berlin? Is it, is it No More Words Berlin? Is it Pleasure Victim Berlin? Um, and now it Transcendence Berlin is yet a completely different, you know, uh, animal yeah. on that. Um, and I think, whereas some people look at that as like, oh, it's an evolution and it's the growing and all that. I think the the hardcore fans kind of look at it like, yeah, okay, I'll follow, I'll go along with this. It's like, I'll, you know, just in the, you know, uh, not really fully understanding what we were doing, whether it was take my breath away or whatever. Okay, so uh, 2004, jumping ahead, so. So you got you got bombarded at at the uh, Truckee Airport. Uh, bands reunited. So how did that go over? I mean, I watched it, and, and, and if they edit it a certain way, I mean, like when um, when Rod came into the you know the recording studio, the way that they edited it, I, I was in tears. It was ridiculous. I was just like watching it, you know. But it was great to see you guys together. So both. And, and Mark, you went to that show, right? What was that? That show at the Roxy, indeed. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty magical. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, uh, that show was. I mean, we'll get into the, the, the getting into that, but that that show was another one of these like like the US Festival was. Uh, um, there's no reason it should have turned out that well. It yeah, was like we were not <laughs> rehearsed. Things that could have gone wrong were all going wrong. The, the profit that they had rented for me was basically evaporating. And and um, the profit is a synthesizer for, for <laughs> profit. Um, and it should have been a complete train wreck. And it was awesome. It turned out so good that it was like, wow, we just we got lucky. And uh, that was all real. Um, what we were told, I got a phone call from Richard Blade one day and said, hey Richard, or hey David, this is Richard. Uh, I'm working with VH1. We're doing a series called VH1's Favorite Bands of the 80s. And we'd just like to interview you about your time in Berlin. Um, which was, I was like, I'm, I'm just fine with that. I mean, I knew, I knew Richard, I mean, he's legit. And it's like, okay, yeah, sure. Uh, and, and I said, so how do you want to do it? He goes, well, we're going to bring a, uh, a crew up like next week. And I said, well, I was thinking like, well, why are we, because I assume we'd just be doing it over the phone. And, and I was like, well, okay, I get, yeah, sure. You're going to do, he goes, yeah, they just want to get video. You know, you never know what kind of, and I said, okay. And so the next week it was, I think it was Tuesday or so. Um, they just said, where are you going to be today? And I said, well, I can be wherever you want me to be. And they're, no, no, we'll just, we'll just go <laughs> wherever you're going to go. And I was like, this is the strangest thing. It's like, I said, well, I was planning to go to the airport to go flying. And they said, oh, well, can we meet you at the airport? And I said, yeah, sure, I guess. Um, 
And then we got to the airport and then that was, you know, that getting the camera crew, that, that was all completely legitimate. When, when he brought up the album and signed the album and would you do a live performance and all that stuff, I have no idea any of that was coming. Was that something that made you think about coming back to the band or did you know she had a whole, you know, she had a whole other band. So how did that go over? Like, how did you decide to go back in or, you know, did you guys have a conversation? Yeah. Or, I, I know I've heard people talk about like whether that was what got us back together. It was definitely not what got us back together. Um, uh, it, 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 shortly thereafter, John and I tried to work on some stuff together, um, but it didn't go anywhere. And, and John, John, he'll kill me for saying this, but John and I are, are notoriously, um, well, I don't want to say undisciplined, but we have to be inspired to do stuff. If we're doing stuff and it's not good, we're, okay, this is over. Let's move on to something else. And everything we were working on was not awesome. So we just kind of like, okay, well, this was fun. You know, let's keep in touch. And we went on. Um, so we're you know, like a lot of other artists are like, just like constantly working and working and working and working. And we just don't have that kind of discipline. So it was like, well, whatever, screw it. Um, but yeah, so uh, it was, but I mean, as far as I, like an event, it was, it was awesome to see everybody. Um, we weren't really sure what was going to happen with the drummer because we had two drummers. We had Rob Learned and we had Rob Brill. And, and quite honestly, while Rod Learned had played a few tracks on Pleasure Victim and, and toured the Pleasure Victim tour, we had, we had much more experience with Rob Brill at that point. We didn't know what they were gonna do. And we were, we, I think we were all surprised to see Rod Learned when he came in because none of us had been in, in touch with him at all since he had left the band. Um, and he left the band quite abruptly. Um, so we were like, we had, we were scheduled to go to Europe to do a bunch of promotional tours and he basically didn't show up for the plane. Um, and we were like, wow, okay, we're going to Europe without our drummer. We don't know what's wrong. And then we got to Europe and our manager talked to him and he was like, oh, this is not, I'm out of here. So I was like, okay, nice time. That's why you see actually some early pictures in, uh, of Berlin in Europe where it's just five of us. Yeah. So it was really. It, it was fantastic. It was a lot of fun. It was not enough to make us want to like join forces with the band again. And those those conversations didn't take place right then and there. There was no like we're gonna do this. Yeah, it it, it just it wasn't because and it's also partially. Um, I mean, especially for John and I, it's like you know Terry had musicians that she'd been playing with for a very long time. And we weren't interested in coming in and, and displacing that or, or, you know, otherwise screwing it up or, or whatever. It's like, we like those guys. So there was- Yeah, it's, it was a rather unique situation that she had had this band that had been playing for many years. Right, exactly. So it was like, okay, well, I don't know what you need us for. <laughs> so like, like everybody kind of like shook hands and we went off on our, on our, our various ways. And I said, yeah, sure. I don't, you know, what do you want to do? And we, you know, we talked about like doing the acoustic no more work and then sex, like come out and do the guitar solo and sex. Uh, and I went down there and, and we did it. And it was, I, I guess it was the, the, the reaction from the crowd of having even one original member 
was much bigger than we had expected. Hey, this is Steve, and you're listening to Is This Your Playlist with Kedrick and Mark. Um, and and so it was fun, and I, you know, was like, okay, bye, take care. And then it was like a few weeks later, I got another call from her, and she said, I was talking to my husband, and, and you know, and it was like, that went over so well. Would you be interested in doing that again with us? <laughs> and, and that... You know, it was like one time, and it was two times, and there was like another song was added, and then a, you know, and then I was playing half the set with them, and then I was on the phone with John, going, John, do you want to come out and hang with us? And he was like, <laughs> and he was like uh, I'll come out and see you guys, but I'm not going to play. And then so John came out, and he, you know, we would be playing, and and uh, <laughs> and John was at the gig, and we were hanging, and then it was like, well, come out and just play once. Oh, he, he was really, really happy. But then the same thing happened with John. It's like, okay, John's gonna come out for one song. Then John's gonna come out for three songs. And then <laughs> eventually it was just like, okay, come on, this is stupid. Why don't we just, you know, <laughs> Let's just do this. Why don't we just play the whole friggin', it's not like we don't know the songs, right? So, so, uh, so we did that. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then that's kind of how it, it it all came. And, and then again, it was just like, we're just playing live. Nobody was thinking about doing an album. Um, and then what happened was John and I, again, he was like, do you want to try to work on some stuff? And I said, I guess. I mean, I don't know how to do that anymore, but I can look it up and figure out how <laughs> people make music these days. Uh, and so I did that and, and we started working on stuff and, and we were, it was completely different than it had been after the VH1 thing. John and I were just loving everything we did. We were super excited. It felt like, um, it felt like Berlin right at the end of Love Life. It was like that kind of genre. It was that sound. It was that. So then we contacted Terry and said, do you want to, you know, sing on some of this stuff. So what happened, like in this this little room that I'm in here, so uh, John and Terry came up to Truckee and, and hung out here for a while. And, and we worked on these songs. I think there was like seven songs that we put together. And it kind of felt like Pleasure Victim again. It was like just the three of us, nobody else involved um, doing all this stuff. And, and of course it had rough edges and we knew that there was, you know, we wanted to get involved with other people. But what happened was that, um, there was concern with some people in Terry's camp, manager and, and such, that it might not be a good idea for Berlin to come out sounding like 1985 Berlin, that it should sound more modern. Um, and so what they did was they connected us to uh, this Australian crew uh, um, who were kind of more up on what was happening musically and, and all that stuff. and. Um, and it, there was a little bit of pushing back and forth. It was like, they did a lot of stuff and it came back and I was like, ah, no. So it was like, then I got in, like got under the tracks and started pulling them back in the direction of Berlin. Um, and then we sort of came to this compromise of, uh, you know, that, that people were happy with, um, which was Transcendence, now a year old. Do you remember what the, what the first song was that came out of those writing sessions? Um, yeah, it was just. Or did it even make it on the album? It did not make it on the album. That's cool. There you go. <laughs> but I'll give you a hint. <laughs> you can hear Escape 
if you listen, if you go to the YouTube channel for Berlin and you look at the Q&A, uh, the Now It's Your Turn Q&A. Yes, I know what you're talking about. That we did. Um, there's, I don't remember which part is which, but one of the, the, the intro music on one of them has like a, a variation of Metro that I recorded just for that. And another one has a variation of Take My Breath Away that I recorded just for that. And the other one is Escape. Okay. So if you if you hear that, it's it, the one that you probably don't know. Right. That was the music for uh, that we that when that, that that is actually the track too that we first came. Was up. was there a lot that didn't make it? Yes, uh, the, of of that original seven songs, um, uh, only Majesty made. It's a beautiful that song. Was, that was in that that original batch, um, but the rest were all just. You know, it's like, okay, we're, and it, it, it kind of frustrated John and me a bit because we felt like, like when you're a musician and you've kind of got some experience with, with music and all that, you can hear a song and imagine it completely differently. You know, if you think about like the great covers that have been done over time, it's like, you know, they, uh, someone with real good talent can take an older song and breathe absolutely new life into it and take it to a complete place that it was never intended to be yeah. um, before. Uh, and John and I kind of felt like we could have done that with the remaining six, or so, at least some of the remaining six songs that we had worked on. Um, but manager and Australian production team were not hearing it. So it was like, no, we, we'd rather just start from scratch. So it was kind of like, but then John and I were just kind of like, you know what? Now we've got six songs in the bowl, but someday we'll find <laughs> maybe maybe the beginning of a next album. Uh, yeah, I mean, who knows what we'll, what we're what we're gonna do? We've had talks about because it's not just those six songs. There's like other songs in Berlin's history that never saw the light of day. Um, that uh, that we're kind of like, yeah, maybe we should resurrect that or. Uh, or like on the new record, um, No One Left Alive is an extremely old song. That that song is probably 45 years old. Oh, wow. And it was just never, we never did anything with it in, in all that time. And then it, and it was totally different than it is on, on the Transcendence album. It was not a ballad. Which, so it's like somehow they heard it with that song, but they didn't hear it with the others. <laughs> so why the switch to guitar? For you. The switch was actually to keys. I, I, I was a guitar player originally okay. and uh, and around the early 80s um, when everything was going synthesizer and I was infatuated with Gary Newman and Ultravox and John Fox and that that and OMD and that whole genre. Um, I finagled uh, finances to be able to get a profit five and, and I, I started to learn to program it and, and play like you know I mean, I can get away with playing Berlin stuff on a key, but nobody would ever hire me as a keyboard player. That is, I'm sure. Um, and uh, and so yeah, and that's actually why, like on the song "Sex," um, why I did the guitar solo on that because I played uh, when we recorded that. I played all the instruments on it, all the keys, and and the, and, and even Dan, bless his heart. Uh, when we were doing the tom tom at the end of the song, I was like, no, 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 I want to do it, I want to do it. So I could just say that I played everything on the song. <laughs> and, he's, and if you've ever seen me play drums, it's it's not it, it, it's not a pretty thing. Um, <laughs> so, but I was out there and we're like, 
with the tom tom and he's like like behind me holding my arm like hold it like this and just take it in and of course in that time there was no like digital sampling so it wasn't like i could just get it done once right and that we could just copy and paste i had to do every one of the things so it was kind of a a, a a funny thing but um but that's why it's like like during the berlin era there people were kind of confused by like why did you play the guitar solo in sex why did the keyboard was like well because i was a guitar player you know <laughs> like i wasn't a... so now when we get back um to the 2.0 version of berlin as you, as you put it um uh, dave schultz is playing keys and dave schultz is is a hundred times the keyboard player that I will ever be. So the, the the idea of like, well, let's put David Diamond back on keys was just like, why? It just you didn't know? make sense it with the band the way it was and your preference anyway. Yeah, and, and also it was just kind of like the way I kind of faded into the, the picture was, you know, with Berlin is basically not a guitar band and, and it had a full-time guitar player, Carlton Boss. So, right. um, so it was like when I showed up to a show and I had my guitar and my amp, it was like, oh, he plays. If he doesn't play, it doesn't really matter because he's not essential, you know. So that was another level of that that uh, reconnection with the band was getting to the point where I'm playing through the whole set and then getting to the point where I could actually be the guitar player when Carlton wasn't there because Carlton plays in some other bands and sometimes they were scheduling things. And it was like, all right, David, you're on your own. You're the guitar player, you know? It was like, ah. Oh. As a matter of fact, you mentioned that the um, that show we did out in the desert, um, that was the first time, I think, if I'm remembering correctly, that was the first time that I played, because Carlton wasn't there, right? No. Yeah. No. I think that was the first time I actually played the entire set as a guitar player ever um, as in, in Berlin. So it was that was kind of, kind of nerve-wracking for me. I'm pretty sure we're in the show. Um, but yeah, so that's it. It's just, it's, I'm back to my, my main instrument again. So it's, um, so you guys do, um, you guys do covers. You guys do, I think you guys did She Sells Sanctuary at that Palm Desert thing. Um, that was a great, that was a great cover. You guys do it well. You play guitar well, Dave. I appreciate it. <laughs> I it very much. I actually really appreciate hearing that from people because I have absolutely no confidence in like guitar playing. So I mean, you, you, um, I mean, it was like for me, it was, it was kind of strange to see you in that capacity, but you know, it works for you. You've got the, you know, you've got all the moves and stuff. And, and <laughs> yeah, it, it looks like you guys have a really good time on stage together. Like, there's actually camaraderie, you know. Between oh, there the definitely is. There definitely yeah, and, and it shows. It shows. And it, you know, I think it means it means a lot to us out there that have been along, you know, for the entire ride. Um, to see that camaraderie still is pretty, it's pretty uh, magic. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's we do have a really good time, and partially it's just because. So we, we touched on this a little bit before. Is is we don't we've got nothing to prove now. Yeah. We're just oh, yeah. we're just there to do the best show we can because everybody else is there just because we want to have this shared experience of, of like some memories of where we were back when or or whatever and and uh it, you know so it's kind of uh there's there's less stress for us when we're doing these things now because it's it's like i could joke it's like it's like I'm 56 years old what do they expect you know it's like if i like a, like out there doing the guitar and doing a back bend or something if i fall over of course I fell over. I'm an old man, you know. <laughs> I can't fucking break, right? <laughs> you know? 
Hey, Steve, Steve Miller is like almost 80 and he still does it. So you got a couple, you have a few good years left, Dave. Yeah, I'd say, yeah. So I kind of like, when I used to think back when, you know, um, you know, when we were first playing, like maybe like the Aus Festival, I think I was, at the Aus Festival, I was either 17 or 18. I had to be, but you know, wow. I was still 17 when we did that. And every move we made, we were afraid was not cool. We were afraid like, oh God, did that look stupid? And it's like, now we look back at the video, it's like, actually, it all looks stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, everything we did looked stupid. Our tuxedos looked stupid. The, the, the overly emphasized dramatic looks were stupid. Everything was completely stupid. But the good thing that came from that was, we actually knew it was stupid. <laughs> we just didn't know how to make it cool, you know, because we had no confidence when we were a kid. But it was it was cool to us. Yeah, it, cool. yeah. it worked. You get to see it. So, so, Gabe, I think that's that we have come to the end. Unfortunately, we could have. I mean, we should just talk to you all night. I mean, I can make some coffee. We can talk all night. Um, Mark and I usually at the end of our shows we have um, something called honorable mentions. Like if we have a subject <clears throat> and we don't get to talk about, um, you know, that some of the subjects. We just do a little lightning round thing, but this time I, I came up with a mystery question. So hold on. I have no idea what this is gonna be. <laughs> oh, um, so we see you in pictures with a lot with your doggy. Is there a Mr. David Diamond? There is not even a doggy. <laughs> <laughs> the photos that you see me with a, in in uh, when I'm with a dog, these are rescue dogs that oh, are either with or have just transported or I fostered for a weekend or, or whatever. I have no dog of my own. Um, there and there's there's no Mr. Uh, David Diamond. I do have a boyfriend. Um, his name is Kyle, and uh, and he's awesome. Uh, but uh, he, we do not, we don't live together. He actually lives in Cleveland right now. Awesome. Yeah, that's gotta be hard right now with, you know, the not wanting to travel and all that. It's kind of difficult. Cause I like, I, like I'll fly my own plane out there. And he's like, that's You're not true. <laughs> it's just like, like I'm trying to give him like the, it's a matter of hours on the airplane. It's 11, 12 hour flight time for me to get from Truckee to Cleveland in my plane. Uh, and, and trying to explain, it's like this airport. This airplane has over six thousand hours on it. The eleven hours it's going to take me to get to Cleveland, the airplane isn't even going to notice this. You know, it's like it's not a. But he's like, no, I don't want you flying all that distance and in that small little plane. Okay, so you want me to get on a big plane where everybody's coughing up COVID juice all over? Okay, I get how this is going. <laughs> so, um, so, so uh, where can people? Um, look at your campaign stuff. Do you have a website or? Yeah, and it's real easy to remember. It's diamond2020.com. Nice. So if they go to diamond2020.com, they can read about a bunch of information that will not interest them if they're not from this area. But there's an endorsement thing if they want to endorse me because they think I'm a great guy. And there's a donate button if they want to send some money. Um, and uh, and yeah, and any help that's offered is appreciated. Um, well, I didn't. Uh, we, we really didn't talk about this, but Mark is part of. Um, he has a T-shirt company. 
<clears throat> and he usually makes me shirts for my concerts, you know, with collage pictures of people. And people are like, oh my God, where did you get that shirt? And I'm like, my friend Mark did it. So maybe he can make us some like Diamond Dave. Campaign shirts, sure. <laughs> that would be awesome. In fact, I actually looked into it and it's like, like one of the weird anomalies of what's going on right now is everybody is making custom merchandise. So the shirt making companies have these ridiculous lead times. And I was like, oh, compl- I mean, the, the election's yeah. going to be done by the time the shirts arrive. Well, we might be able to do it. I don't know. You can, <laughs> we can talk about it. But okay. I was going to ask, was gonna ask one more non-political thing, but you know, something to leave on. Um, there are now remasters of Love Life and Pleasure Victim on the way. On the way, do you have? Did you guys have anything to do with them? And should we endorse them? You, you, okay. Here, <laughs> we had nothing to do with them, but we're not opposed to them. We don't have a problem that, that, that somebody went out and did that. I think for, and we were contacted, and I think we just kind of felt like, you want to do what for why? <laughs> we just really to, didn't get the for point. For us to buy. <laughs> well, <laughs> because I guess it was, it, it did, to be honest, I don't think it really registered to any of us in the band. Like, I think we were thinking like, well, it's just go buy it if you want to buy it. It's like the realization that like, actually those old pressings are not even available. It's like, what? So, but it was, um, the, the way that it was presented to us, I think we kind of didn't get the point and we weren't really <laughs> sure what what part we would play in this. Yeah. You know, it was like we, it was weird to us that that could happen without our agreement. But then it was like, eh, all right, whatever. It's like, yeah, so they're, it's not like they're, you know, they, they reissued these things and made them sound worse than they actually originally sounded. Yeah, no, hopefully I haven't gotten them yet, but hopefully the sound is better. And I know it's got like, like seven inch single versions and remixes and that sort of thing added to them. Yeah, I think, well, part of it was that when they first, and I, I might've been the, the initial point of contact um, for them, because I'm all over Facebook, it was easy for them to get hold of me. And they, they, we had just been told that all of our old masters had been burned um, in that fire that had happened there. Right. And then we were contacted by these people and said, actually, no, we've, your masters are safe. They're in a whatever. And of course we realized later that the, there was a difference in, in definition of master. We were thinking of the multi-tracks that the individual tracks are on. Apparently these have all been destroyed, but the masters that were used to create the CDs and the records were someplace else. So the half inch or whatever the tape was, was was still intact. And, but they presented us with like, we, we got this like list of all of these songs that were supposedly unreleased songs. Um, and we were looking at the list just, and I, I said like, I'll, I'll talk to, to John and Terry, but I have these songs I don't even recognize. And John and Terry were like, we never recorded these. These are not our songs. It was like- <laughs> So it was there was a mix up somewhere? Yeah, because the listing was like a little bit screwed up. And then we started thinking like, this is just, what is going on? We don't land. We dropped them all on it. And if they came out with a, you know, uh, a, a version of Love Life or Pleasure Victim, and they're actually the right songs. <laughs> but yeah. Well, Dave, thank you so much for doing this for us. Um, I, when I actually messaged you like last week, I was kind of like half joking. I didn't even think that you would respond. Like, and you were so like you responded so quickly. And, and this is the biggest, 
This is episode number 45, and uh, it's the biggest one so far. So thank you so much oh. for joining us. Um, you guys need to aim higher. Best, best. <laughs> higher than you? <laughs> if, if this is episode 45 and I'm the biggest thing you've had on your show, you got to aim higher. <laughs> um, so, uh, all right, listeners, thank you for uh, tuning in. And uh, we will, Mark and I will be back next week. Um, and uh, it's just your playlist just rolls on in season four. And uh, let's thank Dave uh, again for coming to uh, talk with us tonight. And uh, best of luck to you on the campaign. And uh, yeah, we're going to vote for you. Hopefully we'll see you out on not the campaign trail, but on the on the tour trail at some point. <laughs> but yes, and at that year. point in time, I hope that you'll be able to address me as Director Diamond. Oh, is that, is that what the title is, director? And, yeah. and and make no mistake, when I win this election, people will refer to me as Director Diamond. That's <laughs> the else. only way this is going down. <laughs> Running for this is sucky. <laughs> <laughs> sucky and tricky. It's sucky. It's a lot of work. <laughs> let, let us know if you need any, um, you know, street team. The street team in Hollywood's not gonna, or Palm Springs isn't gonna do the trick though. Right. Doesn't matter. Well, if you know people in in Truckee or North Lake Tahoe, they can vote in this. So. My people, my people are in Grass Valley, actually. Oh, wait, close. Not close yeah, not close enough. Well, thanks again. They might know people in they, North Lake Tahoe, and they Truckee. might, they might. <laughs> no, Dave, you don't know who we know. We know a lot of people. I know, right? I, that's what I'm thinking. This is why people listening to this right now just going, you know what? I'm one of those rare people that hasn't decided who I'm going to vote for in the Truckee Tahoe Airport Board. <laughs> everybody else has figured this out years in advance because it's a, it's really the, the, the focal point of the next election. There's going to be a few people out there who just haven't made up their mind and now they're going to know. Exactly. Maybe we can I make that difference. What's that? So, uh... All right, Dave, thank you so much. Uh, we're going to sign off here, and uh, thanks for listening to Is This Your Playlist? Thank you, guys. Is This Your Playlist can be found on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, and Pocket Cast. Please like and subscribe.